This is the Pulse Podcast, a somewhat regular production of the Evangelical Free Church of Canada. We are here today to talk about things that matter to your faith, your life, and the Free Church family. Welcome to episode 22. 22? Now, if you're in Alberta, 22 means something else, doesn't it? Um, it's the the one that you start off with so that you can build up your resistance. Oh, I don't. I, see, I was thinking about you know guns. That's so, what oh, I'm talking yeah. about too. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, start yeah, with a small, small caliber, one, and so you, you work your way up. Your, yeah, you exactly. Oh, that's for your preteens. Twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's the starter. All right. Well, we're. I wasn't quite sure if we were on twenty one or twenty two, but I think we're on twenty two. Uh, we tracked yeah, it down. So some intros. Brad over on the far side, our communications catalyst. Bill in the center here, our executive director. I'm Neil, host of the podcast and national mission director here at the Free Church of Canada. And we're recording this just after Thanksgiving. We're all still kind of, you know, two days into tryptophan comas here and and so forth. Um, Yeah. What's your favorite part of Thanksgiving dinner, Brad? My favorite? Well... We were blessed to have a non-traditional Thanksgiving dinner. We went over to friends that have Jamaican descent. Ah. And so I think my favorite part of Thanksgiving dinner was the jerk pork. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, it it really was. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, The stuffing in my wife's gravy, it's the best gravy in the world, so... Yeah. At least I've heard that somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I made the mistake of saying that once yeah. in front of my wife. Yeah, that yeah. was a bad. That was a bad idea. Yeah. Didn't serve Damn, well. yours, your gravy is the, the best, best gravy yeah. in the world. No, that's, yeah, that, that, that's not a good. Wasn't wise. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I probably have to agree with you. Potatoes, gravy, stuffing yeah. uh, beats the bird pretty much hands down. Yeah, doesn't absolutely. It? Yeah, yeah, although the bird's good too. But yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we're uh, going to grapple with a topic that I think is facing us in our, our world, in the church, all over the place, and that is try to find some kind of unity because the gospel in some ways leads us in that direction, and not just some ways, it mm-hmm. it distinctly it leads us in that direction in a world that is really polarized mm-hmm. uh, church mm-hmm. that tends to live in that same kind of culture at times yep. uh, I think we've we've seen that uh, repeatedly this polarization whether it's in politics whether it's in culture of some kind or whatever uh, I was thinking this morning about you know polarization and being you know the time when I was out camping and put out my tent and managed to tug it in the center and it was polarized it just popped right up and I don't think that's quite what we're talking no. about is it no. yeah not like motorized you know no. so polarization the sense of of the two two extremes yeah and we see this all the time and like I said in politics but it creeps into all kinds of areas. So uh, a couple of examples from your experiences where it's affecting us in church. Uh, and and how, how do you see that playing out? Well, I think there's, there's multiple aspects to polarization. There's different ways that we are polarized, and I think it scales. I think it's important to, to kind of mention that. So there's, there's a personal level, um, and... Ultimately, it all comes down to that, the the centering of the self, egocentrism. Um, And then when we have a self that's identified as the center, that attracts other people 
and who then add uh, momentum to that perspective that there is now we are the center it's not mm. just you and and me we are the center and how other people think about issues or about um decisions and the way they get made those are then othered mm -hmm. so in a church it, it it operates in in different contexts there's you could look at it from the church universal and start to see that kind of process in denominations. so one denomination against another denomination and our denomination is the center and those people are really wacky um or it, it comes down to right right to the individual level um that person is saying things that are are theologically different than me so i'm going to other them and and distance mm -hmm. myself mm -hmm. from their perspective yeah yeah, very much this us and them. <clears throat> a lot of the my experience, and of course uh, through the years, are moral issues will often us and them. I mean, even uh, niggling little things like Halloween's coming up, so mm, do you let, mm. send your kids out or do you not? Uh, you know, homeschool versus public school versus Christian school. We, you know, we tend yeah. to us and them over those kinds of things. Obviously, theologically, we'll do that as mm -hmm. well through the ages over over things like mode of baptism, Calvinist, Arminian. Uh, you know, and a plethora of other and, things, uh, yeah. all kinds, and even ironically, even over the definition of the gospel itself. Mm -hmm. right. So, yep. which to me is one of the least helpful ones that we have going today, because here we are in the middle of an increasingly secular culture, and we're dividing up over, uh, you know, over, over. Uh, well, my definition is the right one, and yours is clearly heretical, right? I mean, there's this, there's this hardening of attitudes that's really unhelpful in a day when we're a minority and we better we better figure out what uh, or who maybe uh, unites us in fact often those two polarized points would would be complementary to each other if we could put them together yes uh, i think of a recent statement on the social gospel and how they've mm -hmm. kind of pushed the social gospel right out of the, the tent so to speak it, it has nothing to do with the gospel they think uh social justice is right. just out there somewhere right. but if we put those two together personal salvation and and social justice yeah. they actually go hand in hand yeah. in terms of what we're trying to do in fact you can't separate them and stay true to the bible mm -hmm. yeah. yeah well if you if you if the lordship of jesus is part of the gospel then all of a sudden a social responsibility and how we treat our neighbor loving god and our neighbor becomes part of the gospel rather right. than something about sanctification or something else outside. Right. But uh, we've really sold a gospel that's mm, very much just about the cross and nothing else. Well, if you don't have the Lordship of Jesus in there and you don't have resurrection and you don't have ascension and you don't have a bunch of other things, mm -hmm. uh, it's a nice, neat definition. But if you're going to only believe that and call everybody else a heretic, uh, that's problematic. And uh, Frankly, I think it's wrong, just for starters, but it's really unhelpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, divisive. I, I think you've touched on something there, which is kind of the essence of polarization. It's the labeling. There's the heretic. We're just going <clears> to <throat> put the, the maximum kind of label that we can. What, what I think is fascinating in our conversations these days is that a label like that doesn't mm -hmm. carry any power. Mm -hmm. it, it used to be a death sentence. 
right? Like, yeah. There was a time in, in Christian history where if somebody got labeled a heretic, it was a very serious right. formal charge, and it, and it would carry a death sentence. Usually maybe, if, uh, you know, straw and, and fire. And some, and, some yeah. matches and, yeah. Yeah. and a stake. <laughs> yeah. And a crowd watching. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and and it, it doesn't carry nearly that same amount of power. So maybe that's why people think that they can get away with it, because it, sure. it doesn't have the same implications. Or, or is it just an excuse not to listen? I, and I think that's ultimately, hmm. it, yeah. it, it cuts both of those directions. Because yeah. if I can label somebody as something and disregard them, now I don't sure. have to pay any attention, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, which is, again, another one of those pieces of the polarization yeah. aspect that we're talking about. So we tend to live in these binaries, us, them, uh, whatever that might be. Uh, I think that's part of Western culture. We've We've developed binary ways of thinking instead of you know, more multifaceted kind of things. Um, me is the center, which right. I learned a long time in the, ago in the free church that if I am the center, we're in big trouble. Uh, so <laughs> well, we're not going to dispute that, speaking of us and them. <laughs> which is a good recognition because I think that's true of any one person. Sure. I, I think so. And, and we're fa- always closer to the edge of the tent mm. than we care to admit, right. I think. And, and for some of us, we've kind of come up with that much clearer yeah. sense that we are pretty close to this edge of the tent, which means that the other edge of the tent is a long ways, ways away. away. Yeah. Right? right. So, a, yeah. There's a, it's, and it's not just a new Western thing either. It, I mean, it's a fascinating story in Luke 9 where the where the, the you know disciples say to Jesus, hey, there's these, this guy, he's casting out demons uh, in your name, and he's using your name. He's not one of our group. Yeah. Tell him to stop. Hate when one of yeah. our group is well, doing It's not something. one of us, you know. And Jesus' response is, well, if he's not against us, he's for us. Yeah. So Jesus' definition of the group or the family is much more broader than, than his disciples' definition, which should cause us to pause as well because mm. we want to be at the center of, you know, of the definition. And we just have this, yeah, we have this penchant to if people aren't part of our group, then they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. I, how does... You know, think about John 13. Uh, you know, Jesus gives us a, a almost a litmus test, if you mm. will, of being a disciple is that we love one another. And there's a sense of community within, you know, having this diversity but still community. John 17, Jesus prays on the other end of the Olivet Discourse. You know, he, he's in the garden. He's praying that for all of those who are going to come to believe because of the work of the disciples, that they would be one just as you and I, Father, are one. Uh, you think about Ephesians chapter 2, and, and for that matter, most of, of the epistles have some kind of writing yeah. in there about Jesus breaking down. Yeah. Because of Jesus, there's a breakdown of the wall between Jew Jesus and Gentile. Greek. Yeah. Um, and even Ephesians 4 capitalizes on that. Therefore, you know, you live in a certain way because there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and so forth. Um, how do we get to that kind of a point where we buy into those essentials? What is one one Lord, one faith, one baptism, with all of this diversity. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that, that I want to mention here is, is the short circuit of, of what love 
comes to mean in a very dogmatic sense. My, I'm going to tell you that I love you because you're different than me and you're going to hell. <laughs> right? That, that becomes an extremely problematic thing when we are having these kind of conversations. And I think we need to filter this through. How would we want to receive truth? How would we perceive love in a conversation? Mm. Um, and, and I think that even that kind of understanding of my love for you is telling you that you're going to hell is so centering of my own opinions and my own belief structure and it's not doing anything to listen and and draw mm. somebody out so that is uh that's a, a key for me I, you said a key word there in my mind listen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um we tend to listen simply to respond Sure, yeah. Uh, But if we're truly listening, there's a sense of suspending my own ideas, beliefs, whatever, to to hear what the other person really has to say and what they think about and so forth. And I think that's exactly what you're getting at. It it is. So, So if I believe that I am the center, then anything that I'm listening to uh, is is matched to my own standard. I become the benchmark of truth and, yeah. and of understanding and whatever. Um, and and so everything is matched to my own perspective. But when I really listen to somebody else and I recognize that their worldview is different, their experience is different, maybe their culture is different, their benchmark is different, and I start to listen through their own perspective and their cultural eyes, their worldview, mm. I decenter myself which is actually humility which is what we're called to Mm -hmm. and i listen to the story and take it on its own terms and Mm -hmm. i think you've highlighted really the the essential theological and philosophical problem of the north american church is that we are a bunch of uh, autonomous little individuals running around and so um uh we we emphasize we don't emphasize what paul emphasizes in terms of uh, Jesus knocking down the wall and we join a family. We're inviting mm. people into mm-hmm. a family, yep. right? We're inviting them into a relation with Jesus and a family at the same time. And uh, we, we're, um, we're so individualistic and it's just me and Jesus. And, and then our definition of the gospel becomes right. that too. It's just me and Jesus. He gets me redeemed, but uh, we, we never get to regenerated and family because we don't emphasize resurrection and and we don't emphasize the family piece, and uh, and of course unity live, is is about family, and right. so it's, I it, think that's chicken and egg though, yeah. isn't it? Well, it's 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 a, right? certainly a both and. Yeah, and, because yeah. because we tend not to have a good gospel understanding, so we don't live well, that out. But because yeah. we don't live it out, sure. we also have a poor understanding and, of the and gospel. And frankly, right? we're not Christocentric. We're Mia centric. Yeah, I mean, l- listen to our songs on Sunday morning. Good grief! Yes. Uh, sorry, but it's all about me and Jesus, and I got Jesus saved me because because it's all about me. Apparently, mm. well, no, it's not all about me. That's why I stick myself in the center of the universe here. Right. But it's actually about Jesus first, mm-hmm. and then it's about our culture and our, and about listening to each other and so on. But we're lousy at at Christology. I'm sorry. Jesus is not just the sacrifice. He is the sacrifice, but he is so much more than that. Yeah. And and he is so much more than that across all cultures. We invite people in a relationship with Jesus and in a family. And until but if we but at least that's what we're supposed to do, I think. But I don't think that's what we're doing. 
Right. Yeah. And, and I think I want to pick up on that because one of the risks of, of enlarging your family is that you bring in the weird uncle. Oh, right. absolutely. But, but one of the things that I want to mention in that, too. But we don't know anything about weird uncles, do we? Right. Yeah. But one yeah. of the things that I want to mention also is there, there's a, an implicit thing that I might become the weird uncle. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is scary. If mm-hmm. I'm bringing in a whole bunch of people who aren't like me and don't think through the same lens and, and perspective that I do, I'm going to be weird. Oh, and, yeah. I, I, I live with that all the time. Well, what happens? <laughs> yeah. and so do I. What, happens so, if, what happens if the Spirit of God, because this listening piece comes about listening from the Spirit as well, which we don't do particularly mm, well either. We, mm. look for, we look for Bible answers. Right, yeah, right. But but we don't look for except what, for the Bible says, listen to the Spirit. Yeah, then. exactly. <laughs> what if the Spirit convicts me of the utter holiness and awesomeness of God and my utter sinfulness? I mean, I've now just become that weird uncle, right? Because we don't emphasize that in church anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it's really easy to become the weird uncle if the Spirit t- speaks to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what if? Moving ahead from here, what one or two, because let's try and make this tangible, what one or two things could we do personally to work towards unity in the body in this age of polarization? Wow. I think it's an active decentering of the self, mm-hmm. and there's multiple ways of doing that. Mm-hmm. Listening is one of them. I, I, actually, I think listening is core, and, and, and we've yeah. mentioned the two directions, listening yeah. to the Spirit and listening to other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would agree. I think, I think this decentering things on me, and I'm recentering on Jesus and his lordship yeah. and his character, yeah. I think is really key because it really slows down my uh, desire to judge others. It, mm. it, it really does. Yeah. Mm. Yes, we had that old song. Well, it's old now. Um, Jesus be the center, mm-hmm. uh, and and there is some really significant deep truth there. If we put Jesus at the center, where he rightfully belongs, take ourselves out of the center. Now, the things that Jesus values become the things that we would value over time, right? Right. And, and, and Jesus' welcome is wide open. Yeah. It's, and, a, it's and, a really ugly, wide, broad-looking family. Absolutely. <laughs> and because then, then his prayer that we would be one is something that we would value. And, and the, the fact that he wants us to invite people of various different kinds into the same family becomes a value for us, right? So I think that's where it has to start for for me. Um, But it's going to be one of these things that we keep working through because I don't know that we really understand just how deeply shaped Mm. by the surrounding culture, culture yeah. we no, are. That's, that's an essential point here, too. Yeah. We yeah. aren't. We aren't aware. That yeah. is, no. it, we're so immersed in our own culture and our own yeah. perspectives that we, we don't know how we're influenced by them. Yeah. So, so putting Jesus at the center can mm-hmm. help us open our, begin to open our eyes to yes. some of that mm-hmm. as well, right? By the clock on the table, it looks like we are out of time. It's amazing how quick it goes. But, uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed uh, another podcast. And uh, until next time, so long. Bye for now.